Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. With the first pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Arizona Cardinals selects Kyler Murray, quarterback, Oklahoma. Ladies and gentlemen, let me be the first to say it. Arizona has found their Murray. With the sixth pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the New York Giants select Daniel Jones, quarterback So they do love a quarterback, and it's the kid from Duke. Pick number one versus pick number six. The real matchup of the top QBs from this year's draft we have all been waiting for. The Cardinals of the West take on the Cardinals of the East, also known as the New York Football Giants, and they come back to East Rutherford, New Jersey. The Giants also welcome back Evan Ingram and Saquon Barkley, and you can't help but feel that this offensive season is only beginning with Daniel Jones. Welcome to the concrete jungle. Welcome to the Bleeding Blue pregame show. Woof! The Cardinals of the East? Yeah. What are you talking about? You don't you don't get that reference? Cardinals Cardinals East? No. Antoine Bethea, Kareem Martin, Marcus Golden. Thank you. Uh, you know, um, I apologize for ever doubting you. That that is kind of funny. Yeah, uh, James Betcher. Okay. Is there I, anybody? I'm... Is there anybody else I'm missing? I feel like there's got to be one more guy that I'm missing. Olson Pierre. Olson Pierre. There you go. Yeah. David, it is a Saturday night. When everyone's listening to this, it is game day. It is Sunday. We will be going to East Rutherford, New Jersey. We will be going to MetLife Stadium to watch the New York football giants play a football game, a very important football game. I mean, every football game is important in the NFL because it's the NFL. There's only 16 of them. How are you doing? What's your headspace? What's your mindset heading into this football game? I'm doing real good, Justin. Um, I am. We were just talking before we before we got started. It's uh, it's a really exciting day for this football team. Um, Obviously, we coined that Minnesota game as the biggest game in three years, and we know how that went. 
Um, but this game is this game is really just as important. If you look at the the situation that that the Giants find themselves in in their division, only being a game back, and and if they win, they'll no doubt be one game back of the of the division leader. So you you can't overstate the importance of this game. And and as a Giants fan, you need to be going into this game so optimistic and so excited about what this offense can do because. You know, getting Evan Ingram back and getting Saquon Barkley is not just like, you know, returning some guys from injury. Those, those, when you figure Evan Ingram is the leading receiver on this, on this Giants team so far this year in both receptions and receiving yards. And Saquon Barkley is, I would say, by far the best player on the field at any given time, at, at, on, on every down. So these are not just some ho hum guys to get back. This is your offense that just walked back in, you know, just that just put the pads back on and walked back out on the field. Um, it's going to be, I think it's gonna be a really, really fun game because I think the Cardinals are a really good team. I think they're, I think they're up and coming. I think they really, they, they've really figured some things out offensively the last couple of weeks. Kyler's looked really good. So I, I think it's gonna be, it's a really, it's gonna be a really cool game. A re- really nice opportunity to see two young quarterbacks and two young teams kind of go at it. Yeah. Basically since the Washington game, like if you look up and down the board from anybody except Washington, those are some pretty legit defenses that we've went up against. So this will be a nice opportunity for this Giants offense, and particularly Daniel Jones, to go up against a defense that you can go into it saying, you know what, we can own them, and we can have a field day, and we can have a day against them. And particularly, what we said was a strength of the Giants offense heading into the Tampa Bay game, which was Daniel Jones's first start, is that there's just a lack of film there's a lack of body of work that the Giants offense the teams were able to pick up from the Giants offense with Daniel Jones at the helm well David you mentioned on our last episode that Saquon Barkley only logged 23 snaps with Daniel Jones with them on the field at the same time so that's you know however many plays and however many variations of plays and formations that we have with Saquon Barkley back there with Daniel Jones as well that's all going to change, and hopefully that could throw the Cardinals off and it could result in some positive big plays for the Giants. Yeah, no, for sure, and and that that was kind of my main point of why, as a Giants fan, even though you're at two and four, you should be feeling optimistic, and this is a team that can compete really right now, and, and these next two games really tell the, tell the tale of your season at this point. You're right. Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley only had 23 snaps together. Um, it was my favorite favorite number of the week was 23. And I, I don't think it can be understated how much getting a guy like Saquon Barkley back while at the same time getting Evan Ingram back. Right. It allows your offensive playbook to expand to such a higher degree, to such a larger, uh, larger degree. And remember, Justin, even those 23 snaps – Saquon Barkley did nothing because that Tampa Bay front seven was is very, very good. They don't allow rushing yards. They're one of the better running run defenses in the NFL. So they really never even got the opportunity to not they didn't even get started. They they never even I, I would say it was 23 snaps, but it was 20 the 23 number was just a figure. I'm considering this really the first opportunity for the two two of them to play together. Because right. Daniel Jones is now indoctrinated, he knows what's going on. He's, I think, the game, he's catching up a little bit more. He's ha- he has to, you know, your five, you know, five weeks is a big difference in the NFL. And this Cardinals defense, not very good against opposing running backs, not very good against opposing tight ends. What this tells me, I also read the stat that under the Daniel Jones era, which has been four games so far, the Giants have only won 
the quarter-to-quarter time of possession battle, five out of 20 quarters, three of which came against the Washington Football Club. David, I want, even if it doesn't result in, you know, a lot of people are predicting some 30, high 20s, low 30s, high 30 point totals for the New York Football Giants today. Even if it doesn't result in 35 points, I want the Giants to win the time of possession battle for three or all four quarters. There is absolutely no excuse against a team that spreads the field so much that runs maybe just as much. I'm actually going to check this right now. That runs, yes, just as much three wide receiver sets as they do four wide receiver sets. So with the team that spreads the field so much, David, like the Cardinals do, there is no excuse why Saquon Barkley cannot have a day and why Evan Ingram can't be running intermediate routes, Golden Tate can't be running intermediate routes all day. Win the time of possession. Now, if the big plays are there, go for it. That's what Dan, that's what really, that's where Daniel Jones has made his money so far. You know, the big play to Golden Tate last Thursday night, the big play to Evan Ingram to kind of start that second half against Tampa Bay, that's what he's really lived off of. But I want to see consistent, sustainable drives over time. Give this defense a rest. Give them a break. The field is going to be spread all day on the defensive side of the ball. We need to sustain drives on offense. I'm willing to make uh, our first. This isn't really a hot take. This makes sense, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put it out there. Put it into the put it into the universe. If Saquon Barkley runs the ball has has more than I'll say sixteen or seventeen attempts rushing, the Giants won the game. If the Giants feel confident that they can run the ball, that they can run Saquon, and 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 he goes for you know 16, 16 for one fifteen, the Giants no doubt won the game, no doubt in my mind. I don't care what else happens, because I think and I I was stressing time of possession a lot earlier in the year, maybe even uh, during the preseason. I was stressing how important it would be for this team to just possess the ball, to just be on the field more. And we saw it immediately, you know, the point is this defense can be very, very good in spurts. They're not going to dominate for for an entire game. They just don't have the talent. It's very simple. They don't have the consistent pass rush. They don't have consistent cover cover corners. They don't have consistent safe. They, they're not consistent. So you need to help out your defense and allow allow those defensive spurts of, of really solid play to be be added on bonuses of you scoring points. So I, I think if they get into a track meet, I'm a little worried because I'm not sure if the giants are going to, at this point, I don't know if the giants offense is ready to that consistently score points. I think, I think you're right. I think they need, they need to slow the game down. I think they need to uh, sustain drives and, and keep Daniel Jones in comfortable and confident situations and don't don't fall into the allure of facing what's been a very bad pass defense uh, for the Arizona Cardinals. I want to make a quick note talking about the Arizona Cardinals defense. We got Saquon Barkley and Evan Ingram back. They got Patrick Peterson back. Um, and that can that can not be overstated. right. But you know who? What is what is Patrick Peterson going to be going up against? Darius Slayton, Cody Latimer, and Benny Fowler. Well, it's funny, and I was actually I was listening to um, the SB Nation podcast for. 
the Cardinals, just trying to get myself a little up to speed with them. You know, they're one of those teams that we so rarely see anything about over here on the East Coast. Um, so I was I was trying to you know get up to speed a little bit with That's them. That's false. We see we see a ton of the Cardinals because we are the Cardinals oh, shut East. Up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> um, so that was their main that was their main point. They had an entire episode dedicated to to uh, Peterson coming back, and their main point was as far as this week goes, who does he cover? Because their their biggest weapons are guys that he's not going to cover. So him coming back is going to aid them in the sense that it allows everyone to move down one slot on the depth chart. It's not really about what Peterson's going to do specifically. Um, you know, he he just he helps out their defense. He, he allows allows their defense to become a little bit more multiple a little bit more uh, creative because he can really shut down one side of the field. But again, if, if he's shutting down Cody Latimer, so be it. Cody Latimer's been shut down for most of the year. Yeah, that's that's been that's been very frustrating to me. That that really has. That they had, especially him and Jones, and Latimer and Eli had such a nice connection during camp, during the preseason, and then even early on. Um, I feel like Daniel Jones and Latimer made some plays, but then it's been just nothing. Nothing. I don't know if he's if that calf still isn't healthy or what. He's just not getting the same. I mean, Cody Latimer was never a guy about getting separation. It was mainly just I'm gonna own you and take the football away from you in one to one situations, one to one battles, matchups. But it's I've been I've been disappointed. There was a there was a throw that Daniel Jones tried to try to you know give Cody Latimer last Thursday night, um, and those Patriots corners were just blanketing him. Uh, but maybe this is the game. Maybe this is the game that Cody Latimer makes a makes a player to, but certainly Darius Slayton has been the guy that's been a uh, certainly shadowing shadowing him. Darius Slayton has basically played the role that we thought that Cody Latimer would play this year. Is that fair to say? Yes. No, for sure, for sure. And I don't care. You know, I don't care who it is as long as someone does it. I would venture to say that Darius Slayton actually allows the offense to do more things. Yeah, because of his game-breaking he speed. Is, he's, he's such a deep threat, and he's so fast that he, he really allows your offense to stretch down the field quite a bit. All right, David, I want to make one more point on the offense, and then we can move to the defense. Okay. This offensive line has to be licking their chops today. They have to be. For weeks and weeks and weeks, and, and David, I guarantee you, Guarantee you. I mean, I, I'm I'm obviously not in an NFL locker room, but I guarantee if there's one group, you know, the quarterback room, the wide receiver room, the running back room, the offensive line room, if there's one group and if there's one room that's extremely pissed about the fact that they're not on the field and they're not sustaining drives, it's this offensive line. They're not using it as an excuse just because they didn't have Saquon, just because they didn't have Goldman these last few weeks for the fact that they haven't been sustaining drives. You know, and they haven't been able to run the ball effectively. And I, I guarantee you, they're 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 not using that excuse. It they're they're putting the responsibility on themselves as they should. You know, because you know accountability is a good thing in sports. Going up against a defense as weak as Arizona is, and kind of like like we said, this is probably the second weakest defense that we've faced this year. Washington being the first one, they have to be licking their chops especially we're getting two six back. So I like your point about um, the offensive line probably being the most frustrated group about not being able to sustain drives because I will continue to go back to this. And I, and I don't think this has changed um, 
you know, I don't think I don't think that the that the script that the, the design of this offense has done a one eighty now that Daniel Jones is the quarterback. When it was Eli in the first two games, uh, I, I think we, you and I agreed, Justin, that the game plan was more centered around ugly football. It was more centered around um, multiple tight end sets. It was focused around Saquon Barkley. It was sustained drives. You know, you're never going to take the top off the defense if it's there. Hit it. Or, but but for the most part, it's keep everything underneath, run the football, run the football, run the football. I don't think that's completely been turned on its head now that now that Jones is the quarterback. No, it's just basically we've gone from wanting the Giants to run almost 30 to 40 percent of their plays out of 12 personnel under center. And now they're running 70 percent of their plays out of 11 personnel with three wide receivers on the field all the time. And even Evan Ingram motions out lining up as a wide receiver. So it almost looks like they're in a four wide receiver set and we're totally fine with that. <laughs> Whereas if Eli Manning's in at quarterback and there's what looks to be four wide receivers on the field at one time, we're having a fit. We're right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that the, b- despite that, I don't think the Giants game plan really changes all that much, but the last couple of weeks they've had no choice. And you mentioned at the very, very end of our podcast the other night, Justin, you, you kind of questioned the ability for Saquon Barkley to come in and quote unquote fix the problems the Giants offense has been facing. And I think that's a solid point. But overall, I think to a certain extent, he can. I I think the Giants so badly still want to be able to run the football and Wayne Gallman Jonathan Hillman just can't get it done, especially not with Neiman Gallman goes down in the middle in the beginning of the Washington game. They, or I'm sorry, the Minnesota game. They, they just could not get it done against solid defenses. Now you go up against a defense that's a little bit more vulnerable. You can, you can really dictate the pace of play. You can dictate the game to the way that you want the game to be run. And quite frankly, the Giants' offensive weapons are just flat out better than the Cardinals' defensive weapons and the Cardinals' offensive weapons. And because of that, you should be able to dictate, you should be able to dictate this game, the way this game is played. And with your guys coming back, you know, this is the first game under the Daniel in the Daniel Jones era so far that I walk in and I say, I'm expect I expect a victory against a team that I think is a little bit more um sneakily formidable than many people think. I expect to walk into MetLife Stadium or to leave MetLife Stadium with a win tomorrow because I think the Giants are a better football team. I would agree. I would agree. You want to move to the defense side of the ball? Let's do it. You take it away. The Cardinals offense has really figured some things out the last weeks they put up 34 points against Atlanta last week. Now granted every everybody puts up 30 something points against Atlanta. They're atrocious. Um but I got to be honest, they scare me. They they scare me because they've been getting very creative. They use a lot of motion uh before you know at the line of scrimmage they use a lot of just unorthodox, not so much formations, but unorthodox. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I, I I don't want to sound too basic, but just unorthodox plays. Looks one of their touch one of their touchdowns last week went to uh, Max Williams, 
uh, the backup running back to David Johnson. They, they basically read optioned everybody to the right. E- the, the entire Cardinals offense went to the right. The guard pulled. Wide receivers are blocking out right. Everybody. Max Williams, you know, does the fake, you know, does the read, does the read option. And instead of just cutting up field, starts cutting out into the flat. And Kyler Murray rolls out to the right, gets the entire defense with him, and literally just throws a parallel pass across the across the field. And Max Williams walks into the end zone. So they just do a lot of a lot of misdirection, a lot of kind of counterplays, a lot of weak side plays, and and it worries me because who's who's responsible for stopping those kinds of plays? Who's responsible for? making sure that your guys are lined up. It's positions that I'm not very confident in on this defense. You know, you need you need your linebackers to really handle their business in terms of contain against Kyler Murray, in terms of handling misdirections out of the backfield. And I'm just not confident in the, line, in, in the linebacker core, uh, in their ability to do that. Honestly, the next weakest player on the Giants defense has been Antoine Bethea, and you need your safeties Against this kind of a team, you need your safety to be able to dominate. The corners are not who I'm worried about because I'm not worried about Arizona's wide receivers for the most part. I mean, obviously, you got Larry Fitzgerald, who is never going to die and never going to stop playing football. And you've got Christian Kirk, who I don't even know if he's – I don't know if he's playing. Let me check that. Pause this real quick. I got uh, it. I got you it. You got it? Yeah. Christian Kirk is questionable. Um, he is a game-time decision. He was a limited participant at each practice the last two weeks. Um, but I I mean, he's I mean, if he's a limited participant in a practice the last two weeks, oh, he hasn't played. He yeah, hasn't no, played he played even in the last two weeks. He was limited, he was limited the last two weeks all all week long and didn't play both weeks. Both him and David Johnson have ankle injuries. And yeah. David Johnson is also a game time decision. So I'm like I said. I'm not so much worried about the wide receivers, regardless of whether or not Kirk plays or you know whether Kirk plays or not. My fear is you know what's always been a Giants bugaboo for years, which has been running backs out of the backfield, screen passes. This is a heavy screen pass team. Oh yeah, talk to uh talk to the Minnesota Vikings with uh, Dalvin Cook. Yeah, and and the and the Giants defense has proven they can. They just are not capable of covering a screen pass. I, I think the Patriots ran a bunch with success last week. Minnesota gashed them time after time on screen passes. Uh, if I remember correctly, I actually think I think one of Washington's best plays of the day against us was a screen pass to Chris Thompson. Yeah, like I think that long, was one of the only like big plays. Second down. Yeah. So it that that's what worries me the most. Um, also, the Giants haven't faced a mobile quarterback all year. I mean, yeah, besides Except, Dak, you gotta go. But, you gotta go back to Week One and Two. You gotta go back to Prescott and yeah. Josh Allen didn't really run. You gotta go back to Prescott. Um, so that worries me. Kyler Murray's a different breed when it comes to his ability to scramble. The Cardinals' offense is a very interesting. I'm not gonna say scary, but it's an interesting matchup for the Giants' defense. It's very interesting to see where the strengths on each side lie. It's 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 a very very interesting matchup, David. It's funny how you mentioned the impact of a mobile quarterback because I th- I believe it was on Pat I believe it was on Pat Shermer Wednesday. He talked fuck. <laughs> Do you hear what I did there? On Pat Shermer Wednesday talked about. <laughs> 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 uh, 
I nice. love words. I think you get the point. This week, Pat Shermer was asked, you know, Eli Manning's your scout quarterback. Uh, he's not exactly the most mobile guy. Is it possible that you're going to put like a cornerback in its scout QB this week to try to, you know, practice for a mobile quarterback? And Pat Shermer's like, nah, not really. You kind of just practice the the routes and the offensive, the opposing offensive scheme and whatnot. And then you kind of just try to simulate the rest. So it was funny. He really downplayed it. And then on Friday, you know, Dan Duggan puts out a tweet that says, oh, practice squad running back in a court <laughs> in a quarterback right. for the Giants. So I'm like, oh, did the media give Pat Shermer this idea <laughs> to fucking just have someone to go back there and run around? <laughs> He's like, oh, shit. You know, I didn't really think about that. <laughs> That's that a good idea. Um, but you mentioned also the linebacker corpse. Um, David, this is my main point. Um, once I actually looked at the personnel uh, personnel grouping frequency for the Cardinals. So they run ton of 11 personnel with three wide receivers and a ton of basically and a ton of 10 personnel with four wide receivers on the field. I believe one running back and then no tight ends. They run a ton of that. They probably run it almost. They almost split the amount of times that they run 11 personnel and 10 personnel. So. Do you remember during the Washington game when we lost Ryan Conley, how Jabril Peppers was playing a lot of money backer? Like, basically, it was almost on every second and third down, Jabril Peppers was playing money backer, lining up right next to David Mayo as the two, quote-unquote, interior linebackers. Plus, you had even sometimes Sean Chandler on the field and Michael Thomas and Antoine Bethea. Do you remember how we would run those looks? Yeah, I think we're going to see a decent amount of those looks with Chandler, Peppers, Thomas, Bethea all on the field at the same time, plus your interior linebacker. And maybe, maybe because they run so much for wide receiver looks, maybe this is going to be the first game where we see Julian Love on a consistent basis. Oh, man. Oh man! Because if there's four wide receivers out there, crazy. you know you're gonna you're gonna need your fourth corner, and I and I don't think Ballantyne is ready to rock and roll. Well, he he's got a concussion, right? So that's he's what I'm saying. I don't think he's playing. Yeah, oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm confident he's not he's not playing. Yeah, yeah. So it's gonna be Love or fucking Antonio Hamilton again. But I would prefer just because I'm a Giants fan and I we've been kind of quote unquote covering the team, David. I kind of want to see Julian Love. I just kind of want to see him. I think I agree with you. And and this this is probably not a terrible game for him to come into, considering Arizona doesn't necessarily sport um, the same kind of weapons that like the Minnesota Vikings can sport, or that. Well, I mean, uh, it's it's a good game for him to come in and until he allows a touchdown. I mean, the point is, a guy guys are going to allow <laughs> touchdowns. It's going to happen. You know, I'm not expecting Giants defense to shut the Cardinals offense out. So. So for me, it's it's just about can the Giants' defense stay off the field on third down? Can they get off the field on third down? Can they limit those long, crushing drives where it's just third and six picked up, third and three picked up? Can they stay out of those drives, which just completely shortens the game from, you know, takes the ball away from your offense just for just too long? You know, there have, there have been games this year where you feel like you see the Giants offense for, you know, two two drives. Yeah. Uh, David, can half. I talk more about that? Yeah, go for it. I was making some GIFs and GIFs today, whatever the fuck you want to call it. 
And I, I was finding myself making way more. So what I was doing is I was rewatching the broadcast for the Vikings game and the Patriots game. I was rewatching the whole game, you know, kind of scrolling throughout, but particularly you want to find like the moments in between plays where the camera pans over to different players to find like those funny moments to make gifs and gifs of. So neither here nor there. I have a giphy page if you're if you're interested. Um my username is jpenix 74 and I believe the um follow me on Twitter and I have it on Twitter. So Hi, I'm Justin use- with a shameless plug. With a shameless plug. No, but really, I, I work very hard on that because if you'd like to use GIFs and GIFs, um, however they're pronounced, you can easily save them onto your camera roll from that page and blah, 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 use them wherever. So I was watching through those games on a you know casual Saturday afternoon activity, and I was like, I have to stop making so many GIFs and GIFs of the Giants' defense and try to find moments where they're on offense because they're just never on the fucking field, David. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, it, never, it really never is on the field. Crazy. It's crazy, and, and and they need to fix that because this Giants defense just isn't good enough. New England was a perfect example of that. Yeah, that that defense played really, really well for at least two and a half quarters. Right, and that and they still found a way to give up twenty eight points plus another seven due to special teams. So you, you got to yeah. keep them off the field for as long as you can, um, and I, and that's not me. That's not me hating on them. That's a that's normal for a defense. There are yeah. very very few defenses that can deal with offenses with offenses that just don't sustain drives and don't put up points. Really, the only defense I can think of that can do that consistently is Chicago. They're the only defense in the NFL right now that can just dominate you. And I guess New England that can just yeah. dominate you, even if their offense is not doing a thing. David, I want to give one final point on the defense and who I feel is the most important player on the football field for today's game. I really, really want with this rookie quarterback in who pretty much, you know, Daniel Jones has been a victim of this sometimes, but a quarterback that has really, really relied on going to his first read. Now, that's not necessarily the worst of things in the world for a quarterback because your first read, you know, it's designed to, to be the most successful read and the most, the highest likelihood of success on your play for whatever the play is called. But Kyler Murray, he's been very reliant on that, very reliant on the intermediate game, but he also has had the potential to really air it out down the field, which scares me because we have lackluster safety play from the Giants, particularly deep safety play with free safety and Antoine Bethea. I'm worried about the deep ball. But also, I want to see James Betcher disguising looks. I want there to be tons of movement before the snap. I want to confuse this rookie quarterback, not allow him to get a good, clean read on this defense and what we're going to be running. I want Peppers running all around the field. I want, you know all these linebackers faking that they're about to come in for blitzes and then they're pulling out at the last second into coverage. I want them acting like they're going to be in coverage and then them coming through on a stunt or something. I want movement. Confuse this hamster in the backfield, David. Confuse him. Do not allow him to easily read your defense. The most important player on this defense for this game is Jabril Peppers. Because of the fact that they run so many three wide receiver sets, they run so many four wide receiver sets, if they do run out of them, and they are going to run out of them with both Murray and David Johnson, who are, or whoever in the hell is their running back, because they're going to be throwing so many screens, Peppers is going to be lining up in so many different places throughout the football field. 
and he has been very, very good, particularly in the run game against New England. David, he was phenomenal. Like, he legitimately was looking like Landon Collins coming up in the run game, coming up in those tight spots and those tight windows, and he's been making really good plays. However, when it comes to his open field tackling, where he's more one-on-one with receivers or running backs, tight ends, whoever, 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 that's where he struggled with. That's where that's where he struggled in tackling these last few weeks, um, and I hope that changes. But there is no doubt in my mind that he is the single he is the most important player on the field for today's football game. And that's all that I have to say about everything. I think you could probably make that argument almost every week for the Giants' defense. That Jabril Peppers is probably their biggest X factor going into a game because. We've seen we've seen very very good Jabril Peppers this year, and we've seen very very poor Jabril Peppers. And from what I can tell, the defense goes based on Peppers. If Peppers is flying around the field, if he's he's making plays behind the line of scrimmage, it's the same exact thing, you know, as when back in the day the Giants' defense was at their best when Antrell Roll was making plays behind the line of scrimmage, when Antrell Roll was flying around the field hitting guys. The Giants' defense was at their best when Landon Collins was making plays behind the line of scrimmage, flying around hitting guys. Jabril Peppers is that next guy. He's the same thing. So if Jabril Peppers is having a good game, it usually will bode very, very well for the Giants' defense because he's able to take a lot of those first reads away from a from a quarterback because he's so athletic and he can cover so many he he can be he can succeed in different positions. But if they get him out of position and he and he begins to struggle with his tackling a little bit, that's when the Giants defense, I think, can really begin to struggle. And I think it's something to keep an eye out on. Uh, we mentioned Corey Ballantine earlier in the game or earlier in the, in the uh, episode. Um, he is officially out with a concussion. Uh, Sterling Shepard's also out with a yeah. concussion. Those are the only two guys that have been ruled out. Um, Tay Davis. Wayne Gallman. Wayne Gallman and Olsen Pierre both have concussions, missed last week. They practiced all week, but are not have not been medically cleared. Apparently, the Giants sent them to a third party independent neurology. That's not good. Neurologist for, to see to to uh, see if they'd be cleared or not. Um, so that's up in the air. I not I don't see anything on Tay Davis. He's got to be back. I would imagine he's back because they're not even listing him on the day-to-day injury report. They're not even mentioning if he participated in practice or not. He has no designation. He wasn't even listed on the injury report last week either, and he was still a healthy scratch. So That's a good point. That's a good point. They also may just not like him. And I think David, David <laughs> May was playing playing well, and I think that, that hurt. Yeah, he's playing well. That doesn't mean that I don't think Tay Davis can be a valuable. Oh, sure. I mean, we just, any, any moving body at interior linebacker right now is helpful, especially when you're not named Nate Stupar. <laughs> good point. So, all right, David. I think that's I think that's going to be it, David. Let's get a win, boys. Let's get a win. I need a win. Let's I need get a, a win. win. Well, yeah, we got one. We got one more game left in October. We have the trade. Yeah. I'll be there. It'll be next week. Let's uh, let's go two and two in October. That sounds okay with me. Yeah, let's go two and let's go five hundred in October. Let's go five hundred every month. Justin, what I want, I want a a four and four showdown Monday night against Dallas in the Meadowlands. I like that. I would that like would that be, as well. That would be a lot of fun. That would be a lot of fun. All right. So uh, keep on bleeding blue. Go Giants. Go Giants. Go Giants. You will hear from us next week. We will be breaking down what will hopefully be a New York football Giants win against the Arizona Cardinals. But we are also the Cardinals East. Um, so I actually said 
our team name wrong because the New York football giants are also known as the Cardinals East. David. Okay. Say your line. Um, uh, let's go giants. Very excited. That's my line. Oh, now you, you talked over God damn it. Stay beautiful. Everybody.